Well, did I do that out loud? Uh. <laughs> <sighs> our order of service is on page 260. Uh, or uh, actually, yeah, it is 260. Good. It's good to be on the same page. And uh, we open our uh, service with uh, hymn 470, verses 1. Three and nine. So one through three and nine. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than a of the Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
Please be seated for the reading. The first reading is from the fourth chapter of Acts. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were, were no needy people, persons among them. <clears throat> For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. This is the word of the Lord. We continue by singing 792 from LSV. <laughs>
The second reading is from the first and second chapters of 1 John. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, and we have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with our gospel song, number 531 in LSB.
We rise for the gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. <clears throat> On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, I, and, uh, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation and the place where your glory dwells. The Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not have other neighbors' house. You shall not have other neighbors' wife or his answer, or his answer, or his office. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Amen. Continue with hymn 470, verses 4 through 8. Please be seated. God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so now it begins the story. Jesus rose from the dead, but who believes it? Who believes this story? And uh, we see here in the lessons we have uh, eyewitnesses. Um, even a disciple who... Uh, you know, really believed, but didn't believe. And, of course, we call him Doubting Thomas. And, um, and he found out, uh, Jesus showed up and said, here you go. Now do you believe? Yes, um, I always believed, but I, I just kind of found it hard to understand that somebody could rise from the dead and you know, all of that stuff about being dead and then being alive again. You know, it's a problem for a lot of people. But let me 
and this and this is a, a real the, the crux of the lessons that Jesus has risen. This is the 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 reason for this season, right? But let's just kind of go with this: that these are all people lying, right? They're all you know uh, telling a story, and now we're all buying it. How would you answer that? Because this is what the world says. Organized religion. And by that, I think they, they mean uh, people gather around a, a common belief and then they shove it in the ground uh, to such an extent to where you're jumping through all kinds of loopholes. But if we're going to be honest, let's get back to Scripture. Let's do what Martin Luther did, right? Some, you know, some time ago... He said, well, what does the Bible teach? And found out, yes, indeed, the Bible does say a lot of things that we don't even call to mind, but it, and it makes all the difference. These people, I suppose, could, could I, lie within their little group. I don't believe it. I mean, who would even come up with a story? But how about generation after generation that preceded them and all of the things that are happening here goes into all of that, the prophecies, all of those things. And it fits so neatly that there are people who say, I'm going to prove this Bible wrong, and they read through it, and they become Christian. Josh McDowell is probably the biggest example of that. Somebody who set out, very smart man, who set out to disprove Scripture and became an apologist for Christianity because he saw it as it was, genuine. And another thing I don't quite understand is why you would just dismiss the, 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 the original source. Yeah, just dismiss it. Uh, we don't want to hear from you, God. We don't want to hear from Jesus. We don't want to hear from anybody who's the original source. We want to hear from other people. And then we want to make up our mind what is true and what is not true. Well, the problem with that is other people, even Jesus' disciples, had some huge misunderstandings because... Up here, we have misconceptions. We say things based on what we think there, and once we say them, we realize how wrong we are. Have you ever done that? Have you ever, uh, moms, dads, have you ever accused your children unjustly? Okay, so if you don't have kids, how about your animals? Ever done that? Oh, we got a man. We have, God bless her, she's still at home. Uh, and the perpetrator is no longer with us. But he was a long-haired dachshund. And that long-haired dachshund found a way to jump up on a precarious garbage can. In other words, we couldn't believe that this would be possible for this dog to do. I mean, a long-haired dachshund, for Pete's sakes. 
up on a counter doing what? Eating butter. Bread? Okay, see, I got the story wrong. Eat the same dog? Yeah, bread and butter. There you go. So this dog had a way of elevating himself beyond our understanding, and he would do it. Now, the other dog has long legs, and we could see that dog jumping up on the counter. Guess who got corrected for that? Yeah, I know. Do I feel like a piece of mud or what? And we, you know, would chastise her, and she would look sad and all of those things, um, which, of course, you know, when you see all the videos that they have, did you do this? And the dog kind of, you know, looks down and goes into its crate, you know, which is proof that the dog is wrong. You see, and all of this stuff, and our assumption becomes, this is what happened. And that's not what happened at all. Matter of fact, there are many things in our lives, and I know, boy, if we get to talking about our personal lives and the things that we think are real, and, you know, and this is what, you know, these therapy sessions are for. They sit around in circles, right? And then you say something, and everybody else gets to dump on you and say, man, you're living in your own little world. You don't really understand what's going on. And you know what? I don't know that we really want to sit in one of those circles and have people dump on us, right? We want to go about and we want to think things the way we think things. Now, having said that, you don't get it all wrong, right? You have the capacity to get in your vehicle and stay on your side of the road all the way home. You may not do that, but you have that capacity, to obey all the rules and the regulations, you have that understanding. We do understand certain things. But when we assume things like in Georgia, people assume there's not many people on the road. And in Georgia, they've got these, you go up a hill, and in the hill, there's a turn. And so what do people do? Well, if they're going faster because they have to get places, because they've got places to go, people to see, they will cut the corner. And so you can end up head on with somebody who is in your lane while you're following the, the directions. People have the capacity to obey the rules, but sometimes they simply dismiss them. That's an easy one. Just obey the rules. But you know what? Obeying the rules isn't everything. Because when you have Almighty God who says, in essence, you can't obey the rules, I'm going to have to obey them for you. And you're going to continue on in your way, but with the knowledge that this suffering, death, and resurrection has redeemed you, has bought you, has purchased you from sin, death, and Satan... That's a little out of this world. It's a little hard to understand. But once again, you look in Scripture, how did that Bible come to be? A bunch of people, you know, clandestinely sat down and said, man, we're going to spin the wildest story 
that you ever heard? I don't know. I, I couldn't spin that story. Like I've said just recently, if somebody came to me and said, you know, you, uh, I'm God here. God here, I'm talking to you, and I'm asking you if that would be okay if I could send my son, God himself, to suffer and to die for you. I would go, no, please don't do that. Just show me what I must do to, you know, to make things better. And I'll be good with that. I don't want it, anybody dying for me on my conscience. I don't want that. You see, and that's a natural reaction. In doing so, not only do I condemn myself, but I condemn everybody here to eternal condemnation. Why? Because there's nothing I can do to undo sin. One sin does it all. One, one call does it all. One sin is all it takes because God demands perfection. God is ultimate, the ultimate truth, the ultimate light in the world, as it says, the Holy One. And the biggest pill to swallow for me is that Jesus would suffer and die for me. But he's done that. He's taken care of that. And now he gives me the faith, because I wouldn't come up with this myself. And to think about that and say, yeah, I could see that happening. I can't see it happening. But it has happened. Now, add in the Bible eyewitness accounts and Jesus coming and doing things that are completely unheard of previously. We sort of called them miracles. And people say, yeah, yeah, I know. Miracles used to happen then. Why don't they happen now? Okay, that's because, once again, we don't see a lot of miracles. Miracles in medicine, miracles that happen all time. Louisiana gets miracles all the time. This hurricane, oh, it's going to be bad. And then it misses us. Yeah, right, okay, you know. Okay, dismiss them all then. Once again, it becomes this. You eliminate God completely, eliminate the original source, and make everything chance. Chance and uh, statistics and science and all of that stuff. Never mind the fact that God invented all of that. We're dismissing the original source. And what do you end up with? Well, good luck. Good luck to you. Because now you're in charge. What are you going to do with your life as God? We're simply not made that way. We don't have that much knowledge, even in a natural world. We know that we have to call somebody to come fix our electricity, unless you're one of those people, right? But then you, you get your electrical knowledge, and you start the plumbing, and it can be a disaster. Or how about carpentry? You see, I think, you know, when we look at how the church got to start off, 
you had community. And what did it say? When everybody was kind of dialed in, and, and the seriousness of uh, what had just happened this Easter, after people said, I don't believe unless I see it, after enough things happened, the, uh, after herd immunity kicked in, after faith that people had before, that just kind of doubted, and there's a lot of people with that. They have faith, but they just, it's just not connected in. And then one day, boom, something happens. And then you're, you've got the argument, well, you were always a believer. You just didn't really take it seriously. And, and now you are taking it seriously. But here, when you have people taking that faith and the love of God seriously, there were no people with need. Nobody had need. People were selling houses. And yeah, I know. And when you look in the commentaries and all that stuff, there's, there's always that sort of a naysay thing. And even in Acts, when we just went through Acts in the Bible study, we discussed how, uh, how somebody sold stuff, and then he and his wife conspired to say, yeah, yeah, we, we sold it for, for 10,000, you know, widgets. And we actually, we actually got 20,000 widgets, but we're not telling the church that. And that was a big problem because God knows everything. And they were brought into question on that. But don't let that one case nullify the rest of the case where people, because they were appreciative, or maybe, as the commentators might say, they thought Jesus was coming back right away. You know, so what do I need this for? I don't need all of this stuff. I don't need the bumper sticker, you know, uh, that you see on the back of the, the van going down the street spending our grandchildren's inheritance or something like that. We don't need that because we know Jesus is coming back. So let's liquidate everything. Nevertheless, if they became poor guess what? They wouldn't have need either. And maybe we're sort of in that opportunity, opportunity time. We might, um, if we dare, go out to eat. Why? Because we like that food so much? No, not necessarily. One of the big reasons is, well, the people in the, in the food industry in the hospitality industry are hurting for certain. And we're going to go out and we're going to eat that food and we're going to give them a nice little tip because you know what? We, we want them to, you know, to be able to survive as well. Or maybe we who have been hit less than other people, we might considered some philanthropy donating some things because we're kind of in a turmoil here maybe it's an opportunity but then of course you know how many people can you help and and you know if you don't take care of yourself who's going to who's going to do it all of that stuff comes into mind but here we have people who have trouble believing, but then 
when we raise one another up, we find we have no need. We find that we help one another. And that, I think, is what God intended. Love the Lord your God. What did he do for you? Well, gave up his life for you. Suffered death. Suffered hell. Separation from God himself. And that's a mystery I, I, I don't think I can plumb. How you can separate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit from each other. What, what was that all about? And the pain felt throughout the Trinity. Um, but then, the joy, right? Pain for a little bit, and then the ultimate joy that Jesus has ascended to heaven and is now the judge, now the king, now the prophet, and he is the one who rules Boy, that's a lot to take in, isn't it? Especially if you are mowed under with the cares of this world. Well, let me not raise your hopes on that front because this world will come to an end. It will. As will your life. I just think about those numbers, those COVID numbers, and I just, man, I shake my head because... There's the shots out there. They're available. And you still have people. One in the hospital. Their lives are ending. Right at the end. Right when you're, you know, on the 10-yard line and, and the, the team is moving forward. People are, are dying. Why? Because they got it late. Because it affected them a certain way. And some people still believe that Eh, I'm young, I'm strong, I can kick it. Or you can go really noble, and you can say, you know, there are other people who need it more than I do. I don't want to take somebody else's shot. And all of this stuff is being said while doses are going unused. This world is throwing a lot at us. It's always thrown a lot at us. But every now and then, I think, it's good for us to stop and say, wow, that's a lot. And that, to me, would be one of the biggest reasons to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Because this is my only foundation in a world that, as we already know, is falling apart. My only rock, my only foundation is Christ. Why? Because he is the one who forged forward. He is the one who faced Satan and won. He is the one, and, and it, looks like he, it looks like he was beaten. But in his suffering and his death, victory was won. Who could make that stuff up? Who could? Well, God devised that plan. He didn't make it up, and he followed through with it. And because of that, 
You and I have a foundation upon which to stand, even now, in the midst of record storms, in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of, of violent crimes, in the midst of people who look at this and who throw their hands up and who lose hope. We have hope. Christ. The Son of God who suffered, who died, and who rose again and is, is arisen. And you know what? He rose man and God. So he's our brother. And he understands everything that we've gone through. He, in his humanity, understands. God understands. And God does everything because he loves the world so much that he sent his only son to suffer and die. And you know the rest. And so we sit here in the midst of doubt. Now you can't blame Thomas too much. Thomas just wanted to see, just like we all want to see, right? We all want to see. Sometimes I wish the news would stop asking me my opinion and would just give me the facts and not what they assume. Give me the facts. Give me what happened so that I can draw proper conclusions. But beyond that, I know this because God has told me this personally as well as he has told you. that Jesus is my rock and my salvation. If I say I have no sin, I deceive myself and the truth is not in me. But if I, I confess in Christ... I have everlasting life because God is gracious and merciful. And he himself gives me that faith to believe. Now, somebody wants to argue with that? It's up to them, I guess, because another thing that God gives us is free will. You can make up your own mind, but in the end, it's better to turn your eyes to heaven let God speak. Listen to the original source. When you get deep into sorrows and pain, listen to the original source. Our creator, our redeemer, and the one who makes us, sets us aside for a holy purpose, our sanctifier. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in faith, in Christ Jesus. We continue uh, on with hymn 692 uh, that serves as the offertory as we have made provision for receiving offerings um, at the, uh, in the narthex here. We rise.
We continue with prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the gift of divine peace and pardon with all our hearts and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. For the holy Christian church here and scattered throughout the world and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. For all those in need, for the hungry and the homeless, for the widowed and the orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and the dying, for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For Lisa Bardwell, for her husband, Lisa, who's had a major relapse in health, and for all those who are suffering uh, the effects of COVID, and for those people that we have in our prayers that we continually keep before you. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Christ have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty God, we have celebrated with joy the festival of our Lord's resurrection. Graciously help us to show the power of the resurrection in all that we say and do. For your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scripture to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you keep me In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. A reading from Mark chapter 1. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, and had a leather girdle around his waist, and ate locust and wild honey, and he preached, saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. A reading from Matthew chapter 28. Go there, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. A reading from Romans chapter 6. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. In baptism, God brings us into his family and calls us his own. By baptism, God gives us the gifts of faith, love, life, forgiveness, and strength, and asks us to respond in faithfulness to him and in service to others. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for the new life you have given us through holy baptism. Especially we ask you to bless those who have anniversaries of their baptism this month. Melissa Bracado Kelt, Brittany Martinez, Bruce Johnson, Hywitt Habertineros, Mary Mott, Chavez Phelps, Jordan McCauley, Hannah Leger, and Nicholas Arborough. Continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and increase in them your gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Our closing hymn is number 478 from LSB.
Good. Announcements. Um, yes. Okay. Just want to remind everybody we're having the end of the month brunch. So sign up if you want to come and try to bring something. Uh, I like my filet medium. Huh? Oh, you like yours rare? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's filet then? That's it. All right then. Wow. We're going to. We're going to. Oh, okay. Hold my breath. All right. Man, I thought we were going to. Uh, I tried. Uh, all right. So there's that. Uh, we have our. Um, uh, I guess we have the weekly Bibles. Were you going to get up and say something? No? It's okay. Um, uh, midweek Bible study. Tuesday, April the 25th. It says 27th. Oh, that's good. Use that. Is this good? That's good. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, we have um, the Second Harvest Food Bank continued that we were talking about, you know, a good time to donate? Well, this is a good time. Um, and uh, let's see. We also have uh, refreshments um, across the way in the Fellowship Hall. And then we have the Bible study here. Uh, Nehemiah. We're going to continue with Nehemiah. All right. And um, that's, that's the return and the construction and all of the concerns as the children of Israel came back. Uh, to to Jerusalem. Not everybody was happy about that. So uh, this is some of the stuff that we talk about. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Yes, sir. Roland. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We have. A, I thought I, I read an announcement. Um, where was that announcement? It's in, It's in the front. Front page news. <laughs> 411, which is today. Uh, how, how, uh, how? 51. <laughs> well, thanks, but I don't know why you're clapping for me. Oh, no, you're clapping for me. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> No, we're not there. Uh, any other announcements? All right, God's blessings go with you this week. Oh, oh, oh. That's, all right, let's stand up and do the mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. God's blessings go with you this week.